Welcome back to another episode of the Shut Up No One Cares Get Back to Work podcast. I'm your host, Colin Stucker, here to make you better. When you're a better human, you'll lead by example. Monkey see, monkey do is our species best trait or worst trait, I guess. It's a trait. And the more better humans we have running around, the more better humans that are going to follow. And that's my little attempt or big attempt or my pay it forward attempt to make the world a better place for my son's generation and then my grandkids' generation and on and on. Today is one big idea. And then the daily six, and then I let you go. 10 minutes or less, short and simple, sweet, big ideas, evergreen principles that are not going to change. All right, today's big idea and the quote how to live now, the power of each moment you are probably ignoring. And the quote is from Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. Oh, that'd be so cool to speak Chinese or Japanese. It's just such a like powerful language and it's aggressive. Especially Japanese is like, hey, hey, ah, oh, ah. Love those samurai movies. If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. Wow. It's some profound shizzle. It's one of those things you read and you're like, man, it's in perfect quote form. It's motivating. It's inspiring. But what the hell am I going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? That's the question. That's the big question. Your life is lived a second at a time. Right now, that's a second. Then another. Then another. All your life is, is a series of seconds, a series of moments. There are a bunch of moments chained together. And how much of those moments are you spending worrying about what may happen or may not happen and or obsessing over what has already happened, which is even worse because you can't change it. The Buddha talks about this a lot. He talks about suffering, being in the past or the future. When you're in the moment, when you're truly here, that's how you alleviate suffering. If you really think about all suffering for humans, other than actual physical pain, it's all in our heads. It's all when we're living in the past or the future. We're afraid of something or we're suffering and we're dwelling on something that's already come to pass. Your life is a series of moments. How you spend those moments is what's going to determine the quality of your life. It's going to determine the results you get. It's going to determine how much you enjoyed life. When you spend a bunch of moments obsessing over things that either have yet to pass, that may or may not come to pass, or things that you've dealt with in your past, right? Victim mentality is something I see online all the time. I can't stand it. I understand why it is. I get it. But what people don't understand about victim mentality is they are reveling in it. They are engaging in it and it feels good, but it's toxic. Yeah, cocaine or heroin feels good for a short period of time, but the more you do it, the worse it gets. And it's not a good net thing for your life. Victim mentality is the same thing. It feels good to be the center of attention. It's feel, it feels good to say, oh, you did this to me and poor me. Woe was me. But it's toxic and it will ruin your life. It will control your life. You have to figure out how to live in the now, in the present. And this is obviously one of the primary goals of meditation and mindfulness is trying to get you to be in the present. It's trying to get you to remove all of that toxicity from the past or the future that just loves to just attack us and, and well up in our brains and, and, and just say, look at me, look at me, look at me, shiny object. We have to do something else. We have to focus on what the moment is right now and what we can do at that moment. We can make a decision every moment. In fact, every moment we do, we make a decision. Am I going to dwell on something I can't control? Because you can never control the past or the future. You think you can control it. You think obsessing about it is going to change something, but it doesn't. If you want an outcome in the future, then you figure out how to spend this moment right now to get to that. Focus what you can do now. Find something you can do now that's productive and then do it. And then that will remove the future. It'll remove the suffering that you get by dwelling on something that has yet to come to pass. 
So every day is a choice. Every second, every moment is a choice. You have to decide how you're going to spend it. There's a bunch of tools for this on how to do this better. Mindfulness, meditation, transcendental meditation, things like even something like getting a massage and just really releasing to enjoy it. I mean, that is a form of mindfulness of meditation. Tai Chi is it movement meditation. That's why it's so beneficial for longevity and health. It's not the physical aspect of it, while that does help, right? But it's the movement and the focus of the mind that is the real benefit. You have to be able to remove the past and the future. That's how you reduce stress. Stress, suffering, all the same thing. It's almost literally universally about living in the past and the future. So get back to the now, figure out ways to do that. Constantly remind yourself of that. Be vigilant. You're not going to be perfect with this. That's fine. But you should always strive to be. And the very act of striving to be perfect is going to get you way further along than you would have been. So that's the big idea for today. Let's get to the daily six and I'm going to let you get back to your life of hopefully being in the moment as much as possible. Daily tip or recommendation, intermittent fasting. It's life-changing. You should do it. It's ancestrally appropriate. Let me just cover one misconception of fasting. People think intermittent fasting which is also called time-restricted eating, they think that's about calorie restriction. So they say, oh, I don't have to lose weight. I don't need to fast. That's nonsense. That's complete and utter bollocks. Fasting for a prolonged period of time could be called calorie restriction or could be connected to reducing calories because obviously if you go a day or two or a week without calories, well, you're technically restricting calories. On the other hand, intermittent fasting is about when you eat your calories. So if every day I'm eating 2,000 calories to maintain my body weight or to gain or lose or whatever my goal is, right? Let's just say it's 2,000 calories. If I put those 2,000 calories into a feeding window of let's say six or eight hours, eight hours is the most common, then all my calories are within those eight hours. And then I don't eat after that until the next day. And then I do the same thing, eight hours again. This is what's known as a 16-8 intermittent fasting schedule where you have a 16 hour fast every day, usually because you stop eating and then you skip breakfast and then your first meal breaks the fast after 16 hours. And then you have a feeding window where you eat one, two, three, whatever you're going to eat within that feeding window. And then you stop eating again. That's how I started intermittent fasting. It's what comes naturally to my body. Even now, I tend to even do a little bit more of a six hour feeding window where I compress my meals a little bit more and get a little bit more of a fasting period controlling when you eat your foods and trying to put it into a a tight window compared to waking up, eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, and spacing it out throughout the entire day plus snacks. That's the worst way to do it. That's the worst way for your human metabolism, for weight gain, for weight loss. No matter what you're trying to do, that's the worst way to do it. So find a way to compress your meals. Decide if you want to skip breakfast or maybe you want to push it back a little bit or even if you want to like maybe skip lunch and do like a, a breakfast and then try to go the entire day 12 13 hours and then have dinner. Like there's a lot of different ways to do this and there's a lot of different strategies you can try. But generally the 18-6 is what I recommend people start with because it's the simplest and it seems to be one of the easiest ways to adopt for the human body because a lot of people that I've talked to or recommend doing it, they just say that 16-8 work. It's just simple and it comes easy. Daily book recommendation, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell or really any book by Malcolm Gladwell. Now without going into the actual book, anything by Malcolm Gladwell, it doesn't feel like reading. It is so well written that it feels like you're just listening to someone talk to you, have a conversation or telling you a story and you visualize it in your head. Anytime you can find writers where they can do that for you, read all their stuff because you're going to get benefits out of reading and you're going to get benefits out of the fact that it's just so easy to read. It's so easy to do. So I highly recommend finding those authors where it just seems like it's a movie in your head and that's going to increase your reading and you're going to get more books read and then that's be a better person. Daily health tip, find something 
you can do or need to do, something you need to put together or something, some project, anything, and then go do it outside. You're going to get that thing done. You're going to get vitamin D. You're going to get some movement going and you're going to be out in nature. The more you can put yourself in nature, the better you're going to be. Daily cooking tip. Get one good sharp knife. That's really all you need, like a six inch chef's knife and then get a honing rod. Those things where you see the butchers go back and forth. All that's actually doing is it's actually straightening the end. It's not sharpening. Then you could actually consider getting an electric sharpener. I got one on Amazon for like $25 and you only have to do it every so often and it gives you a perfectly sharp edge. It's, I mean, this is just something that a little bit of maintenance here, a little bit of care and just one good knife will pay dividends for years. Daily thoughts about money. Track your spending. Maybe do it for two weeks, maybe do it for a month. But if you don't know what you're spending and on what, how are you going to know if you're going into the red every month or if you have some profit left over every month? Think of your finances like a business. A business has to stay alive. The only way it can stay alive is if it makes profit. Otherwise, the business can't exist. It's the same way for you. And going into debt and becoming beholden to credit card companies or, I mean, student loan or whatever, like it's not what you want to do. You don't want to become a debt slave. The first step in controlling whether you're going into debt or not is to know whether you're going into debt or not. It sounds so obvious and so stupid, yet very few people track what they're spending or have any idea at all. That's going to be it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you take some action with something in here. Remember, life is a series of moments. Live each moment one at a time and make a conscious decision to live those moments the best you can. Suffering is about being in the past or the future. I'm Colin Stuckert and I'm going to see you in the next one. 